Okay, so I'm doing a very interesting experiment today. I First off, this is going to be very interesting. I don't know if this is even going to work. The quality may take a hit, but I want to see what happens. So what I'm doing today is I'm recording this show, and I'm also streaming it live. I don't know how much processing power this is going to use. Um, it looks like I'm able to monitor the overall processing power, which is really nice, but I am going to be a little bit careful on this one. So, um, I'm going to try to close out some tabs just in case this matters. Um, it honestly appears like everything's fine. I think it should be possible to record this. I should have enough processing power and memory to do what I need to do. I'm going to keep a close eye on it though and see if it, uh, has any effect. Uh, you know what? <clears throat> as much as I would like to, <clears throat> there's no point in recording this. I could strip the audio later. So I stopped recording, and I'm just going to keep streaming. There we go. That should lower the overall strain on the processor and allow for a smoother streaming uh, experience. And like I said, I usually, <coughs> um, I typically take, I usually strip the audio from every show I do um, from a uh, MP3 converter, and I just put it into the uh, Anchor.fm uh, platform as I normally do. But um, this show needed to be done. I'm always doing more shows, and I can't help myself. I got the, I, I got the entertainment bug. I've always loved to entertain people. Uh, I've always loved. Uh, but anyway, I wanted to talk about <coughs> the title of this: "Think Like a Hedge Fund, Not a Reddit Trader." At uh, our r slash wall street bets whatever anyway my problem here with the typical reddit investor the wall street bets people is this um i really do love the hatred all the reddit fools have for all the hedge funds think they're responsible for all the doom and gloom in the world the problem is not the hedge funds though it, it's the individual investor in the foolish ways they invest in the market i can say that word for word look the hedge funds are not the reason life got bad you know, I love how people <coughs> honestly think hedge funds are the problem. Honestly, hedge funds were the ones who called out the financial, uh, the financial housing crisis that happened, where um, or mortgages were because there were a few outcasts who bet against the housing market because they realized it was a hunk of bullshit. Um, at least the mortgage bond market. It was a really complicated thing. It's really simple, though, if you think about it. People were getting mortgages who shouldn't have gotten mortgages, couldn't pay back to the banks. A lot of banks had to get bailed out. There's a lot of things that went into it. <coughs> a lot of bad loans, um, really shitty credit checks. And people want to say hedge funds are responsible for all the doom and gloom and all the bad things in the market. No, hedge funds actually are pretty smart. I say think like a hedge fund. They hedge their bets. That's the point of them being called a hedge fund. I do it on an individual basis. I'm an individual hedge fund, basically, without borrowing other people's money. I only use my own money because I just know what I'm doing, and I just don't have, I don't like dealing with shareholders, if you guys want to be truthful, if you guys want the pure truth from me, making sure everything's plugged in. Hold on. I noticed a bit of a glitch in the video feed. No, I think it's back. Okay. <laughs> um, but look, the, the, the real deal is the simple truth to all of this is 
if you bet against, like, I'll, I'll use the UVXY as an example. I've been talking about this a lot. I act like a hedge fund with the UVXY, which basically is a VIX ETF. It's an ETF that monitors the VIX, has futures contracts on it, uh, two times leverage, basically. It's nice. I think it's two times. It might be 1.5. I can't quite recall. It doesn't matter either way. Either way, though, I'm betting on volatility in the market. So as the product of the UVXY decays, I continue to buy more, even if it's just one share at a time. I also have several put contracts that are far out in the future, but also far down below in the overall strike price. For example, I got a few $1 to $2 uh, strike price contracts that don't expire until like February, essentially, or actually at the end of January almost. Um, <laughs> the point is, they're far out enough to where as the product continues to decay, or if it doesn't decay, I'm okay either way because I'm continuing to buy more shares very slowly as the decay happens. Essentially lowering my average cost. And my thesis, my theory, is there is going to be a market crash whether you like it or not. The sad truth of the matter is <clears throat> the market's not looking good. Um... Looking good for now because people are pumping it up. But if you look at the P.E. ratios, the price over earnings, everything's overvalued. It is a frothy market. And um, it, it, why not think like a hedge fund? Nobody ever wants to cover their ass. I think of the UVXY in a weird way as an insurance policy against the stupidity of the Fed by printing money. This excessive printing of money is going to cause hyperinflation, which could, in, in effect, cause chaos throughout every single market and make everything go lower. And it's going to cause massive panic. But the beauty about the VIX is, because um, <coughs> I bet against it, I bet against the UVXY because it is a decaying product. And as it decays, uh, betting against it using put contracts is really simple. You're not, by the way, don't confuse a put contract with a short. They're two completely different concepts. Uh, very similar results, though. The goal is that you, with a short and a put option, you, you're really just wanting it to go down, essentially. Um, a short, by the way, just as a quick educational note, a short is where you borrow the share, where you're borrowing a share from a bank, multiple shares in most cases. You never borrow a single share. That's crazy. <coughs> you borrow multiple shares to sell out into the market in anticipation the price per share is going down. So example, I buy Apple stock for, let's just keep the math simple, $10. It's not $10, I know. $10. <clears throat> so I buy Apple stock for $10. Uh, well, I, I sorry, I borrow the stock and I sell it for $10, right? Now I'm waiting for the price to lower so I could buy back those shares, give those shares back, and pocket the difference because it got lower. Because I was able to get $10 from the first sale of it. And maybe it'll go down to five and I'll get to buy them back for $5 a piece to keep that differential and change and call it a day. <clears throat> That's shorting in a nutshell. And there's nothing wrong with shorting. If you find a company shitty, call it out. AMC shitty. GME is shitty. All you Reddit traders don't know what you're talking about. And I, I'm going to be the truthful millennial here. I think you're all a bunch of fucking morons. You're fucking idiots. You need a hard lesson. And you know what? You don't need me to tell you going to be a lot of bag holders holding on to AMC and GME because they are failing products. They're not good companies. There was a time and a place where GameStop was a good company. It still is. I mean, they just, I mean, they're still keeping up with the times, but you could buy games anywhere, you know, Walmart, 
Fred Meyer, but you can just buy them at any general electronics place. The need for GameStop is not there. I mean, look, <laughs> there's still, like I said, there's still a place for it. They still use consoles. It's not, I don't think it should ever go out of business. I think it still has a place, but does it have a, does it deserve a 12, $12 billion valuations just pisses me off. It shouldn't, but it does. Um, so $12 valuation, $12 billion valuation is out of this world and does not deserve it. Um, <clears throat> you're better off getting put options, to be honest, in AMC, because you could probably find more affordable ones there because it's going to go down pretty fast. Um, there's a lot of company that don't deserve... Sorry, guys, I'm yawning. Um, but don't deserve to be pumped up the way they do, because they're not good companies. And now we can all say overall that maybe I'm an old curmudgeon, you know, maybe some people think he's just an old hag, old loser, but I have a point in what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about makes sense and you know it. I, I'll admit I'm very frustrated. Uh, I'm very frustrated by when I go on the Wall Street bets board, I can't go on it anymore because I legitimately just hate it. I hate the level of ignorance. I hate the level of pump and dump. But I also like the fact that I can take advantage of a pump and dump and make some quick money off foolish traders, <clears throat> which is great. Because when I find out what they're pumping up next, I usually just bet against it using a put option contract, and I just call it a day. And I usually end up making some money, so it's nice. Truth is, uh, nobody's this bluntly honest in on YouTube. It, it's very sad. Um, meet Kevin's uh, not truthful in any way. Just, just seriously not truthful. I don't like it. Um, Jeremy from Financial Education, not truthful. Um, <clears throat> they are pump and dumpers. They're no different than the Reddit traders you see on Wall Street Bets. And um, they claim to be diamond hands, and I highly doubt they're diamond hands at all. And by the way, anybody doesn't know what Diamond Hands is, it's a really Power <coughs> stupid fucking term created by a bunch of Reddit traders thinking it's a good idea to hold companies just to hold them. Look, you don't buy and hold shit. AMC and GME, I'm sorry to say, I'm not even sorry. You guys are fucking stupid. They're shitty companies. Paper Hands, that shit. I Paper Hands. I'm super Paper Hands uh, on all this shit. I don't get it. Just don't get it. But hey, you know, I mean, I'm just one man, one person, you know. Disagree with me, fine. But I, I I'm kind of have a vendetta against these kids because they're just so fucking... Very frustrating, I guess you could say. Anyway, doesn't matter. Ugh. Yeah, anyway, I, yeah, I'm trying not to rile myself up here, but how many of you guys really, and I mean really think, 
anything they talk about is has real intrinsic value, true value. Like if we're going to go by fundamentals, does AMC and GME truly have real fundamentals, and are they really good companies? I think you know the answer. The answer is no. Hi they, the fact that they hype up these companies and buy into their shares does not change the fact that the company is still going to go lower in value. And it's just probably eventually going to go down to zero, which honestly, if GameStop went away, maybe the I don't think the world would be a better place, but the world is going to still turn. Sounds terrible, but if I die tomorrow, the world is still going to turn. And uh, that's the whole point behind all this. In a weird way, it's kind of a relief. But human race will go on, and everything will be okay. Sometimes the world is a interesting place. I uh, don't know where I'm going with this, but. When I see the way hedge funds operate, I kind of admire it. In fact, I admire it a lot. I can't hate hedge funds at all. In fact, hedge funds, <clears throat> the only thing I disagree with them on is borrowing money and risking other people's money. Risk your own money. It's more fun. Uh, the, <laughs> it puts a dent in your ego, that's for sure, when you're wrong. But that was when I first started. I didn't really think like a hedge fund, though. Now, at this point, I do, and it just yields great results. You know, uh, playing both sides of something and, and allowing yourself to come out on top no matter what direction something goes in, um, predominantly with decaying products. Like, that's another reason why I got into the UVXY and bet against it, because with a decaying product, now I know everybody's betting against the decaying product uh, by getting the put options, but here's the thing, too. I got my put options at a really good deal, because everybody thought the market was going to crash when I got the put options, so nobody was buying them uh, and also the price of those put options went really low so i was able to get a really good deal on a lot of the put options which was really nice but it turned out the decay kept happening and i kept capitalizing and buying more on the decay uh, on the dip and um you know you just got to look at what's decaying and what's not and uvxy is a great example of a decaying product you could take advantage of um and that's how hedge funds do they play both sides effectively and they allow themselves to, to get a high reward, a decent reward at least, with, without, without taking that much of a risk. Now, is there still risk initially? Yes, but the uh, level of risk is not as bad as one could imagine, so it's, it's kind of nice. But I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan right now. I just, uh, I love it. But I think with where we're going right now, um, with the uh, overall economic conditions, um, eh, we'll play the game uh, differently. We'll, we'll play the game effectively one way or another. Um, like I said, I'm an individual hedge fund, uh, essentially, and I, I play the game. I want to pay out, basically. If, if the market crashes, I really do want to pay out. <laughs> I mean, like I want to be able to get a good fat payout from it. And um, probably could. I don't know. UVXY went through a reverse split recently, which made me very happy. Um, allowed me to keep buying more on the dip. And uh, the more I buy on the dip, the better. So 
but yeah, think like a hedge fund, I think is the best way to play the market. Cause with the ups and downs, you just can't predict what to, you can't predict what tomorrow holds. And you could try, you could try based on pattern analysis and, and sometimes you'll be right, but you can't just think you got a crystal ball. These markets have been very unpredictable. Days when you think it's going to go lower, it goes higher. Days when you think it's going to go higher, it goes lower. You just don't know what the outcome is going to be. <clears throat> you don't know what the mood of the investors out there will be. A lot of it's emotion. It's not even sometimes even driven by fundamentals. It's driven by mass emotion. <clears throat> but the market's uh, extremely overvalued. Uh, the person who's going to get punished the most is the retail investor. The overly optimistic ones um, who keep buying really bad companies and really shitty penny stocks, which I tend to just say, please avoid the penny stocks. It's not smart. You're only poisoning your own self in a weird way uh, if you get the penny stocks. just not cool. So just think intelligently. Um, continue. Really just continue to do the best you can. I, I don't want to lay into anybody too harshly. I know that people out there are trying their best to make ends meet. Um, uh, one thing I recommend is using your own money. Use money you've gotten from working. Um, find cheap alternatives. Uh, I want to give you guys a quick little uh, hint on how to, instead of going to coffee shops like a Starbucks or going to a uh, uh, Dutch Brothers, which is a very popular drink place uh, for coffee where I live, um, instead of going to those places, you can you can make your own. Honestly, Yerba Mate is a better alternative. I buy the Echo Lab. It's Echo, Echo Tees. Eco Tees, actually. Sorry, I don't know why I say Echo. Eco Tees. E-C-O-T-E-A-S. Eco Tees. And I get the, um, <coughs> the unsmoked uh, Yerba Mate. It's basically not smoked. They don't smoke it at all. They just blow it with hot air to dry out the leaves. It's really great. Um, reason I like Yerba Mate, though, it is it has a higher dosage of caffeine than green tea. Uh, it's just as effective and it helps you relax. I'm a big Yerba guy. Uh, Yerba Mate has been a pretty incredible drink for me to take. Um, it keeps me pretty sharp. It keeps me pretty alert. And uh, I, I, I can't say what I would be without it sometimes because it's, uh, it, it's kept me... I mean, I'm functional either way, but it's kept me... How do I say it? Um, first off, it's helped my wallet. I have way more money. <coughs> Sorry, guys. I have way more money to invest because I don't always buy like Starbucks or Dutch Brothers or any of those uh, coffee place drinks. I don't spend a lot of money on food and I don't stylize. I don't go to restaurants. I don't save money, though. Don't don't get me wrong. I do do not save money ever. Uh, most of it goes right into my brokerage accounts as buying power for more good investments that I can take in. Um, I eat, sleep, and breathe investing. I'm an asset collector deep down. I'm a hedge fund guy. I'm really a hedge fund. Um, I have the mindset of a hedge fund manager. And I, the only reason I don't own my own hedge fund, to be honest, I don't like dealing with shareholders. I would not want to. I don't like the idea of it. It sickens my stomach. Um, what do the shareholders know? You know, I mean, but uh, I know that my there's no pressure. That's the beauty. The pressure is only on me to make good decisions for myself. Um, 
at the end of the day, I add value to people's lives in other ways. Um, first off, I think doing these videos, whether people agree with me or not, is helping somebody out there. It's also angering people, but you know what? That's just, it's like when I get angry about the meet Kevin. That's on me for getting so fucking angry at them. They're still stupid. Meet Kevin, you're still dumb. Still piss me off. But it's my fault at the end of the day for getting angry. If people get angry at my products, that's their fault too. But all I can do is tell you guys what I know, let you know my experiences, and give you guys not just the best advice, but the best practices, the best habits. I'm a habits guy. If I can give somebody a good habit, a good mindset, a good way to gear their mind, it's not what stocks you pick. It's not the next hot stock. It's the way you pick them. Um, look at their balance sheet. Learn how to read a balance sheet. I'm not going to go over how to read a balance sheet because sometimes it can be a complicated mess. Um, honestly, though, reading a balance sheet's nice. You just got to really look for cash burn. That's what I look for the most is like how much debt do they have? Uh, what are their earnings? That's a big thing I like to look at, like what their yearly, just quarterly earnings, but like over the last two years. You know, stock picking is really simple if you're just looking for good companies. There's, like I said, a lot of bad companies out there, a lot of dumb ones, but you got to just kind of pick and choose and be intelligent about it. <clears throat> anyway, though, um, trying to think if I got anything else I want to add. Uh, like I said, with UVXY, I continue to buy more shares as it decays, but I only buy like one at a time at this point because after the U uh, after the reverse split. No commission fees, so it never hurts to buy one at a time as it decays. Um, think like a hedge fund. Protect both sides of the coin, you know. Um, at this point, no matter what direction the market goes, uh, I'm picking heads on a two-sided coin that has heads on both sides. So it's the way I look at it, man. It's the only way to, it's not the only way, there's multiple ways to play. You could also leverage yourself by having 30% like ETFs, like the VOO, the Vanguard S&P 500, you could have 30% of your cash in nothing but the VOO. And then all of a sudden from there, you can just save 70% of your cash right into your brokerage account, keep it there as buying power and uh, continue to buy the dip, for instance, in the, in the, in the uh, S&P 500 index funds like the SPY, which is Spider S&P 500 and the VOO, which is the Vanguard S&P 500. They're both very effective. Um, Buying into them is great, and then you can just sell off whenever you fucking feel like it. Um, it's kind of how I roll, and um, it's a pretty simple thing, man. So, but I, I think I've gone on long enough with this video. Um, thinking like a hedge fund is just better. Uh, Wall Street bets, like I said, just flat out, eh. Can't even do the flip off finger right, but look, <clears throat> uh, my plea to you guys, Wall Street bets people in your investments, don't buy and hold shitty companies, please. Please don't buy and hold shitty companies. It's 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 frustrating. There, there's better companies to get involved in. <clears throat> Quit with the GME and also meet Kevin for God's sakes. And Andre Jick recently, I'm gonna call you guys out. You guys are encouraging people to go all in on AMC stock by saying you're going all in on AMC stock. And it's the worst. They're both overvalued pieces of shit. 
and they're just heavily debted companies that just aren't going anywhere. And it's <clears throat> it's the hip new thing to invest in really shitty companies, basically. That's the it's the gist of what you are, Wall Street Bets, is a bunch of idiots who invest in really dumb companies like AMC and, and GameStop. AMC Theaters, are you fucking kidding me? This is why I know I should never take Wall Street Bets seriously, and thank God I don't. And you're also the idiots who pumped up Dogecoin. Thank you. Um, made a little bit of money there. But <clears throat> whenever you guys pump up crypto, I tend to make money, which is nice. So, I mean, hey, I mean, pump up the crypto. I don't give a shit. I'll make money either way. And, I, yeah, I'm paper hands, by the way. I'm doctor paper hands at this point. Um, trying to think if there's anything else I kind of want to add. I really don't. I'm... Talking about Wall Street bets makes me sick to my stomach because I just can't stand the toxicity of the people on there. Literally, the, the level of toxicity and the level of deception, uh, people trying to get people to be bag holders. And bag holders basically is where you convince people to buy when it's really overvalued and then they end up owning something that's worth nothing. Uh, and when I say worth nothing, it's like, let's say they bought GME at 200 and then it goes boom, right back down to 100. Stupid. <clears throat> Really dumb. But hey, you know what? Maybe it's a good life lesson. You know, don't listen to every snake oil salesman. Don't listen to like guys like me, Kevin, who are clearly a snake oil salesman. Um, <clears throat> listen to Andre Jick, I guess, if you're going to go with one millennial to listen to. But when he said he was all in on AMC, I started losing my faith in him. I, I hope it's clickbait. I just saw the title and I was like, dude, you don't need clickbait all the time to get a point across <clears throat> if it, you, you don't want to attract the idiots who who try to go for clickbait you don't you know, clickbait is so stupid you know just be honest with your message i did do one clickbait video though uh in spite of meet kevin in spite of him uh trying to say that meet kevin made all of his uh, online courses completely free for everybody to, to purchase which wasn't true but i did it because i just thought it would be funny and anyway, ah, I'm done. I'm done. I'm frustrated. Sexually frustrated by all you guys. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I got the first COVID shot, by the way. Now I'm a sexually attracted to Joe Biden. <clears throat> and I think I might make a whole video on that. Just because I'd be funny. Holy crap, that would be kind of funny. I trolled my dad in telling him I'm sexually attracted to Joe Biden now, so that's funny. Um, yeah, I think I'll make a whole video about it. It'll only be like a five-minute video. Anyway, thank you guys. I appreciate uh, all the viewers who put up with my antics and all my garbage, but I do seek the truth and I do speak whatever truth I can find. And uh, I see, I do call things based on heavy analysis and I do analysis, by the way. If I'm wrong, I'll let you guys know. I've been wrong several times, but you're only wrong if you don't have enough data. If you don't have enough instinct, if you don't have enough uh, ability to make a judgment and uh, make a decision, you know, make a good analysis. So it's all about analysis and finding the truth within the analysis. And, and what I've analyzed is GME and AMC are both uh, terrible, terrible companies. <clears throat> Let's see. Um, Adam, too good. Yes, God. What do you think? AMC is going to do today. Well, I, like I said, uh, one of the things I pride myself in is not being a, 
being a crystal ball person. And you should not. You should not try to predict where AMC is going. Truth be told, do you want to know where I think it's going in the next year? That's more important than what it's doing today. Well, I don't know. All I know, if you want to find out what it's doing today, uh, go on Reddit and see how many people, go on the Wall Street Vets board and just see how many people are pumping and dumping this. This garbage. It's garbage. It's a garbage company. You know it. Um, I don't know if you're a part of all of it, but you know it's garbage. I mean, I'm telling you, Adam. It's garbage. And this is, you know, Adam, by the way, for all my listeners listening on uh, Anchor FM, I, I these are all audio stripped from my YouTube channel. Um, I talk to my guests, anybody who chimes in on the live chat. But Adam, uh, it's a shitty company, man. I, I, I Look, I know millennials are all about optimism. I'm a millennial and I'm optimistic. Don't, it's not a fear of, you're not missing out on anything. Look, can I tell you something here? If you, if you really want to make money on AMC, listen very carefully. All right. There's still a way to make money on AMC, but the right way. Okay. AMC is a shitty company, right? We can, we can agree on that. So because we know it's a shitty company, what can we deduce? We know eventually it's going to go back down to earth to its proper valuation because there's no way. The earnings are going to match the current valuation. We know that. So let's play a long-term game. Let us. So here's what I'd like you to do, Adam. <clears throat> I'm not going to guarantee this will work because I don't know how these Reddit traders are going to pump it up or how far they will. Let me put $500. Oh! <clears throat> Hmm, that's concerning. Um, when did you put, Adam, when did you put the $500 in? Let me check AMC for you. I got to do you a favor. Hold on. There's still time to save your ass here, but I'll show you what I'm going to do to save your ass. Don't panic, Sil. I want you to buy one put option con. Oh, $26, Jesus. They're really pumping this up, aren't they? What's their P.E. ratio like? There's, of course, there's no P.E. ratio because they don't even know how to fucking value. It's $11 billion valuation. That's not true. Not true. Holy shit. What was it at five days ago? Okay, let's see. Spiked up. Jesus Christ. Okay, let's see. It's at 26.12. All right, Adam. I bought it. Oh, so you bought in at $9.29. Don't go, dude, don't go to the moon. Just cash out now. Don't be a part of those idiots, man. Don't be a part of the Wall Street bets fools. You don't need those guys. You don't need to be a part of the garbage. Why are you holding on to a shitty company? Adam, tell me. It's a bad company. Why do you hold it? I want a good answer. Do you hold it because the people on the board tell you? Or do you hold it because you honestly, and I mean honestly think it's a good company? Do you? 
What is there's got to be some purpose. And look, maybe you're like the Joker, right? The Joker just like to watch the world burn. I know that sounds like a bit of an exaggeration in this instance, but either you're doing this with a purpose or you're doing it for no reason. What is it? Is there a purpose behind it? Do you really believe in AMC or do you believe it's garbage? And you just doing this because it's for funsies. Are you doing it for funsies? I, I, I have no clue. And I'm, trust me, I'm not mocking you, Adam. I, I'm actually kind of happy you got in at 929. That's actually not a bad deal. Considering this is big meme stock. So, yeah, let's take a look here. And look, my professional opinion is why don't you sell why don't you be a paper hands i'm fucking paper hands i'm i'm like i am king paper hands if you guys want to nominate me as king paper hands i'm the king of paper hands the king the absolute motherfucker that's what i am i am the king of paper hands if you want to be the king of diamond hands you go for it but dude um Adam, why don't you take a little bit of a profit? You clearly, look, you're clearly not entirely stupid. You're, you're actually smart enough to get in on these meme stocks early on. You've been a part of the Reddit boards, clearly. You know their lingo. I know their lingo. I'm, I'm like an old man, but I'm still technically a millennial. Um, I know how to navigate the boards. I just, I can't find it in my heart of hearts. I see what you're saying. You missed out on the... Okay, so, okay. You, okay. Don't sell anything. I'll tell you what. I have a better idea for you, Adam, and I want you to hear me out on this. Okay. Have you ever purchased insurance? I don't know if you've ever owned a car or owned a house. Have you ever owned a car or a house? Just out of curiosity. And if not, um, I'll still give you this example anyway, but I'm curious. Have you owned a car or a house? Just let me know. Just want to know. This is turning. This is really exciting to me. I love the. I love when there's interactions. Uh, okay, and you got car insurance, right? Um, how much? In, look, I'm trying not to pry too much into your life, but how much do you pay for car insurance? This is going somewhere, by the way. Just work with me. How much do you pay for car insurance? Just let me know, like, even if it's a ballpark estimate. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry. My apologies. Okay, $98. Okay. Now, answer me this. Do you, for that insurance to keep your car protected, right? Um, whether it's liability or whether it's full coverage, whatever. Do you ever see that $98 when you give it to the insurance company? The answer is obviously no. It does protect you, though, in the event of a crash, in the event of a catastrophe, right? So um, my question is, do you have options options enabled on your brokerage account? Just out of yes or no, just let me know. Like, you know, like options trading. Do you have that enabled on your brokerage account? I, I don't know. You, you might be using Robinhood. I don't know. <coughs> Sorry about the coughing, by the way. Trying not to cough so much, but I don't know. I'm a level two trader. 
Oh, oh, level two. Okay. <clears throat> um, and Weeble. Oh, Weeble. Weeble's actually good. No Weeble, solid. Um, I have a Weeble account. I've got Robinhood, Weeble, TD Ameritrade. Um, I should go through my bank and invest too. I stopped. Oh, <clears throat> yeah, that's reasonable. Okay. Well, <clears throat> so since you do have um, options enabled. Would you consider, and, and, and if you don't know what it is, I'll even give you a tutorial. I like helping people. This is why I do this channel. You clearly are in the money for AMC, right? You clearly are in the money. You started out at an average cost of $9, whatever. Now it's like $26 and whatever cents. Therefore, you're clearly in the money with 200 shares. So have you considered getting any put options to protect and do you know what a put option is, though? Uh, like a put option contract that you can buy. And if you don't know, I will explain it to you in the easiest way I can. Let me know. <clears throat> I almost feel, I don't know if you guys ever watched like Dave Ramsey. <laughs> I, I don't have the acumen Dave Ramsey. Yeah, like calls and puts. Yes, calls and puts. Um, have you, do you know what a put is, though? Like, if you don't know, it's okay to plead a little ignorance on this. I'm, I want to help. Um, so please just be honest with me. That's all I ask is honesty. And I will sincerely help you um, on this one. Because I got a strategy I think will be nice. I never done puts, but... <clears throat> so think of a put as a reverse to a call, right? In a call option, you're banking on it going up right? You're banking on it going up over a certain strike price. So in the call options, it's your right to buy uh, at expiration or before if it's at or above whatever strike price, right? Okay. So in a call option, let's say the strike price is $10 and it ends up being $20 per share. And that's 100 shares you get to buy uh, during expiration or any time you can exercise it if it's above and it's worth something. <coughs> so what do you think a put is? And, and you can give me the educated guess, but think of a... I, well, I'll tell you what, I'm not going to make any guesses or anything on this. A put option is the almost is basically the exact opposite of a call. A put option is the right to... Instead of the right to buy, a put option is the right to sell. A right to sell 100 shares through the contract. It has an expiration just like a call. Okay. Here's why put options are so great if you currently own shares in a company. A put option you could think of as insurance. Um, I don't have anything, I, I don't, forget about it. I'm going to try to um, explain it in the chat real quick because that might be the best way to do it here. So <clears throat> uh, put options are essentially like a, uh, essentially a bet against <clears throat> the company without shorting it. This is important. Shorting, this isn't like, <clears throat> there's difference between using a put option and a short. Remember, a short is borrowing existing shares from your brokerage or bank and then selling it out into the market and then buying it back at a lower price. That's a short. A put option is basically a contract that you could buy just like a call, just like a call has a strike price, has an expiration date. But the goal for a put option is to make sure that the share price is at or below a strike price, right? So you got the strike price here, 
and you got the current share price here, but you want it to go in a put option scenario, you want it to go below the strike price and keep going lower and lower and lower. <clears throat> um, does that make sense? So a put option, think of it as fire insurance for your current, um, for your existing, um, what do you call it? For your existing position, right? You've already made quite a bit of money. You made at least probably what, $2,000? <clears throat> you made like $2,000, I'm assuming, uh, roughly, whatever amount of money it is. So to kind of keep your ass protected, buy um maybe buy a $20 put option like where the, where the strike price is $20 give me a give me a moment i let me see what i could do i'm going to look at um i don't know where my phone's at but let me just take a look at robinhood on my browser real quick i do use robinhood i'm not going to lie I know it's not very popular with everybody, but I do like the fact that they were the innovators of the no commission fees. I'm kind of a fan of that. And um, and I do use Weeble, by the way, just to let everybody know. I love Weeble. I think it's incredible the data you can get from Weeble. Really advanced. In fact, I recommend Weeble probably just as much as I do Robinhood. <clears throat> Bye. Price even okay, so when you buy a put option, remember you're only just buying a contract. Robinhood for crypto is not bad, but um, when you're buying a put contract on Weeble or anything, Robinhood Weeble doesn't matter what you buy it on, to be honest, as long as you get the contract. Um, Try to find a put contract um, that has a strike price because it's twenty. It's about twenty six dollars for AMC right now, right? And you've made quite a bit of money already. And if you want to protect your position, but you still want the opportunity to potentially get more of a gain, um, maybe get a contract that expires. Just remember this. I'm going to actually put these parameters in the chat so you can see them too, just in case you miss anything. So I, I will say. It's a good idea to purchase a put option uh, yes, uh, and the reason the put options are inflated by the way is because a lot of people are buying into these put options knowing AMC is going to go back down with these meme stocks you're going to see these put options are pretty expensive. I'm not going to lie. I will say it is a good idea to uh, purchase a put option. Already contract is $800. Ooh, wait, wait, are you talking about like a $40 put contract? Uh, buddy, are you talking about like a $40 put? Let me look. I'm going to look at these contracts real quick. Hold on, man. Give me a second. I want to see what you're seeing. I want to look at AMC right now and look at their options. I have not checked out any of their options, so I'll just tell you what. I'm going to wing it with you. I'm going to see exactly what you're looking at. Oh, well, okay. So remember, in this instance, we're trying to get put contracts, remember? If you get a call contract, you remember, we're trying to protect your existing position, okay? We've got to protect your position, all right? That is our that is our goal here. I'm not going to lie. I want to protect. I want to help protect you here. Um <clears throat> 
Hold on. So I, I'm trying to help you get insurance on this, essentially. And that's the way you should think of about of a put option, by the way. That's how I use put options is basically as insurance policies, um, just in case I'm wrong. Uh, there are times I like to venture into penny stocks that I think are going to be good companies. But, but I still buy a put option, just in case, to protect the existing amount of stock I purchase. Uh, and that's the best way you think about it. Think about it as uh, fire insurance. You know what I mean? Um, give me a second, you guys. I'm still trying to... Uh... <clears throat> oh, wait. Is it finally loading? Oh, my God. I think it's loading. It's, it's, it's just taking a while to load this. <clears throat> if it'll load one day. Just pull up my Weeble account. <laughs> Probably better. I don't know. I just... Eh. I just want to see what you're seeing, bud. And it's just saying um, it's crazy to see those prices here. Oh, um, okay. So for some reason, it's not loading for me fast enough. Um, I don't know why. Oh, oh, never mind. I found the options. Hold on, hang in there. Okay, let's look at put options together. All right, um, Adam, if you if you want, let's look at put options together for AMC. Because here's the thing, I want you to still hold on to what you got, but I also want to make sure that you're able to profit off of the downfall of AMC because we, we both know you and I both know it's going to go back down. It is. And, and I just, you know, I'm trying not to be too pessimistic about it. It's just not a good company. Anyway, um, <clears throat> let's look at the ones. Let's see. It's June. Let's find something that expires in December. Uh, December 17th of 2020, right? Or 2021. Going back in time, baby. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to buy an AMC put. Um, that's what we're going to do. We're going to look at what they're, what the options are. You'll have to buy during the market hours, though. Um, they won't execute outside of the market hours, sadly. Okay, for some reason, it's not showing me what I want. Okay, so Adam, here's what I'm going to have you do, because it's being frustrating on me. Um, oh, it's finally loading. Oh, my God. I never thought I'd see the day. All right, so the share. So we want to try to get a contract that's below the current share price. So it's twenty five sixty four. We don't want to get a put option that goes over the current share price because that would be more expensive, right? We're trying to go for one below because we're anticipating a possible downfall. So let's. So since it's twenty five sixty four per share, let's try to get. Let's try to take a look at take a gander at what the twenty dollar, um, twenty dollar put option price would be. These might be expensive, by the way, because I think a lot of people are betting it's going to go back down. <clears throat> okay. These are pretty expensive, dude. I didn't realize how expensive these were. Um, a lot of people, I'm not going to lie, the six months out, you might want to get something sooner than six months to get a cheaper premium. Um, fuck. Okay, let's try, let's try three months out. You know, like a three-month insurance plan. One that expires in September of 17th. 
you know, remember, put options are basically essentially an insurance contract. Just in case everything falls. I want if I figure if the whole thing crumbles below your feet, you at least have a cushion. Now, look, it's going to cut into your profits. I'm not going to lie. This will, and I mean it, this will cut into your profits. So keep all that in mind. Um, but not by much, though. I think it's really good insurance. Oh, Jesus, man. All these put contracts. So here's the thing. <clears throat> here's the problem with all these put contracts, man. Um, I, I got to get to bed here pretty soon. I'm just tired. Um, they're pretty expensive. I'm not going to candy coat it, but <clears throat> I will say. Oof. 1K in BPRNC. Now, uh, I'm kind of curious about the penny stock you're referring to. Uh, CTXR, I have zero clue what CTXR is. There, I'm not a penny stock guy, and I, but I am curious. So sometimes I do like to venture into penny stock land just a bit. See a CTXR. Let me see here. <clears throat> CTXR. And, um, oh, uh, Citus Pharmaceutical. The name sounds familiar. I don't know why the name sounds familiar. Maybe because it almost looks like Citrus Pharmaceuticals. <laughs> um, <clears throat> market price is 228 What's their market value, though? I don't like their market cap, though. Here's my problem with penny stocks, man. As much as they're all right, it seems like a good company. I don't know. Some of their their earnings have been on a steady increase, but uh, still don't trust it a lot. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, have you made a profit? Uh, Adam, you made a profit on it? Hopefully. Oh, that's a really good deal, man. You made probably eight thousand five hundred forty-six at a dollar twenty-three average cost. Well, you made quite a bit of money then. Congratulations, man. Seriously. Fucking congrats. You made a lot. Woo. Hey. You're in the money, man. <laughs> I love it. No, I love success stories. And do whenever I hear people winning, I'm just like, woo. Gives me a boner. Um, I got to admit, I play the market in different ways than you guys. But I do like seeing the way other people play it. So it's honestly educational to me to get the perspective from multiple people. So. Not only am I helping you guys, I think sometimes I feel like you guys are helping me more than I realize. So I uh, appreciate the insight. Um, Citus Pharmaceuticals, though, I kind of like, I don't know. I mean, their earnings have slowly increased. See, I'm an earnings guy. I'm always looking at earnings. Like, what are their earnings been in the last year, year and a half? And uh, I don't know. It's not exactly bad. 
I'm just afraid of penny stocks, I guess. Um, how much have they gained in the last year? Hmm. Yeah, sorry, my system's being weird. Oh, dude, honestly, if you have 8,405, sorry, if you have 8,546 stocks at $1.23 of the average cost, and it goes to eight to twelve dollars. You're damn right. You'll be able to quit your job. Fucking a. Uh, just remember though, cash is not king. When you get that, when you get the payout, keep this in mind. When you get the payout, there's nothing wrong in buying index funds. Now, just as a heads up though, don't put all your money in at once in index funds. That's uh, my greatest recommendation. I have made a lot of money, believe it or not, buying into index funds as they dip and then selling right back out at like four percent gains it's really weird but yeah fuck yeah you quit your job if you get that much um i'm actually getting close to the point where i can actually quit my job surprisingly i haven't really told that to my girlfriend completely yet um i wouldn't say it's like close close i mean i'm still gonna work my job and just act like a normal person for a while yeah, yeah. Um, index fund like Vanguard, S and P five hundred. If you look up the VOO, write this down by the way, because it's really will come in handy. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I I, I like S and P five hundred index funds. This is being exposed to the top five hundred uh, companies is really great, but it's a little overvalued right now. The S and P five hundred. So keep in mind that you want to slowly weed your way in. Yeah, you know, and, and for me personally, I'm I'm a minimalist. I mean, if you look behind me, look behind me. My place, uh, I'll even show you, pretty much bare minimum. I don't own a lot. What you see behind you uh, is the eBay store. Um, I like to sell things on eBay for fun because it keeps me, um, first off, it allows me to, uh, <clears throat> allows me to practice uh, my ability to own a business and, and maintain a business by having an eBay store, oddly enough. And a lot of people find that odd, but it, it, being able to practice different things, <laughs> it's a, it's a five-tier storage rack. It's not very fancy. Um, nothing about my place is aesthetically pleasing, I'll admit. I, I'm a very basic person. I read a lot of books. But um, uh, being able to tell my girlfriend that I'm might not have to work anymore has been, I mean, I let her know that there's a possibility at some point it could happen. I just didn't let her know the time frame specifically. I might have accidentally told her the time frame, but, um, you know, I don't like to hide my finances or anything from my girlfriend. Never, never hide your finances, uh, uh, from the people you care about. I still think you should keep independent bank accounts, even if you're married. I think it's just smart. I think when people get, uh, are you married by the way, Adam, if you're married, I don't necessarily recommend sharing a bank account. I, I whether you have a girlfriend, whether you got, <clears throat> you know what I mean. Just don't. I'm, and I may be a little paranoid on this. It's just that I think it's good for couples to have separate things in their life. You know, they can still be together, but not. You know, it's not like when you're married, you're not like conjoined twins. You know what I mean? You know, even if you have a girlfriend, you're not conjoined twins. Uh, you're you're just people who love each other, and that's about it. <laughs> just don't get a joint account with your cats. <laughs> no, just, you don't want them to spend it on nothing but kitty food. But no, um, honestly, though, um, just stay smart with your money. Um, 
seriously, Adam, man, I, I'm proud of you, dude. That's awesome. You, you know, I personally am not a big penny stocks fan. I, I don't mind risk, but I just think that they're too risky for my tastes. And, um, you know, I'm, but Hey, you know, honestly, this has been a good one for you. This penny stock specifically, the one you're talking about, um, the pharmaceuticals one can, sorry, I'm drawing blanks tonight on a lot of stuff, but yeah, if you do cash out at eight to $12 though, ooh, <laughs> um, take that money, man, and just put it into an index fund. You can live off the dividends for the rest of your fucking life, dude. Seriously. Um, side note though, uh, keep maybe 50, 50, 50% 50 of your, of the money you cash out, put it into index fund and keep the other 50% just sitting in your brokerage account. Um, reason I say this is because, well, I mean, if you think about it, you kind of want to make sure that you can buy more of the Vanguard S and P 500 on the dip, which is nice. Um, Oh man. Yeah. I, dude, I paper hands all the time, man. I'm a, I'm a trader. I'm a trader. I'm a, I mean, I'm an investor and a trader. It's really complicated, but you smart, man. Selling half is another good thing too. Cause you're think about it this way. It's like playing with the house's money at a casino, right? Once you play with the house's money, you've got the power, you got the leverage. So play with the leverage, man. Play with that leverage, dude. And uh, by the way, congrats. Um, I like hearing a success story. I'm all about hearing success stories. I like seeing them happen. And, uh, and Adam, I'm proud of you, bud. I'm proud of you. Um, keep seriously, keep up the good work. Um, just be a diligent investor, do your due research. And, um, I don't trust penny stocks, man, but I'm glad it worked out for you. Seriously. Um, I'm glad you found a good company. That's a low cap. That's really good. I mean, like if it works and you know, it's a good company, um, stick with it. Buying and holding is not necessarily a bad thing, man. In fact, buying and holding is probably, in my opinion, hated a little too much. And yeah, I'm diamond hands for a lot of good companies. I think this company you got, the pharmaceutical one, yeah, I think it's, it looks solid. I mean, the earnings aren't exactly terrible, and they seem to be on a on an upslide. So honestly, <laughs> any company where the earnings appear to be going up, I take it. I take it any day. So anyway, I'm going to call it a night, Adam. I'm just, thank you for being so interactive with me, bud. Um, you know, I do like being able to interact with the audience and, um, answer. Research that I can look for the next 10 years. Huh. Wait for a cure for certain stem cell. Huh. Fascinating shit. I want to look into these guys because, you know, I like seeing a good company. I like seeing them. Honestly, I'm curious to see where they go, man. No, I'll do some research. I might actually hedge my bets on it a little bit. What I might do is I might get a call contract and... um. I mean, if you say it's going to go to eight to twelve dollars, I don't necessarily. I don't. It's not that I don't believe you. In fact, you might be right. Um, yeah, I think I'll buy a put contract, just a couple put contracts, just to buffer the call contracts, just in case I'm wrong. Um, I'm always a little bit paranoid about penny stocks. I'm not going to lie, even when somebody tries to convince me, it's in my nature a little bit. But 
nah, it's not my nature. I just program myself like that a little bit. But I'll hedge my bets a little bit, but I'll definitely um, look into the possibility of getting a call contract for it, too. Fascinating stuff, dude. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Adam. Dude, um, thanks for uh, uh, taking the time to view this, man. I, I always appreciate an audience. Um, inter I didn't expect anybody to interact with me, man. I just Usually, I'm just me talking and giving advice and educating people. Um, like I said, I'm a no BS. I'm a no BS kind of guy. Um, but at least with the advice I give and the information I give, I don't bullshit anybody. Uh, I give honest takes and honest opinions and thank you. I'm talking too much, my friend. Um, I'm going to get my ass to bed. I hope to see you on my next episode. Don't know when I'll do my next one, but, um, but yeah, if you ever, um, by the way, um, Adam, just before I go. Um, if you ever want to be on the show and what I mean by being, I know you can't physically be here cause you probably live somewhere out there. Um, if you ever want to be uh, on a phone call, I'd be more than happy to give you a call. Um, you don't have to do it by phone. If you don't want to do like a phone number, that's fine. But if you want to do it by, um, like instant messenger on Facebook, for instance, we could probably do it that way. Um, I'll, I could always probably try to add you at some point. I'll have you give me. I'll have you give me your like Facebook info or whatever. You don't have to do that either. We'll find a way to do it if you want to get it more private. I respect people's privacy. If we want to do Skype, we'll do Skype. I don't even think I have Skype now that I think about it. At least not anymore. But anyway, we'll figure out a way because I would like to get you on the show because I actually had a good talk. Um, it, I, I just figure that doing the dialogue between chat and me talking to you, it doesn't feel as personal and I would rather do at least a phone call or some kind of vocal, you know what I mean? Just like where I maybe even hold the speakerphone up to the lap wheel and I hear you and we can, you know, speakerphone and have a, have a hash out a debate or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, anyway, thanks for, thanks for taking the time, man. I appreciate it. I, it's not always a get good, a, a high quality audience interaction and yours is high quality, man. Um, so Discord, okay, so I do have Discord, but I never go on it, so I don't know what my actual username is on there, to be quite frank. I'll tell you what, though, I'll try to gather that information in next video. Um, I will maybe just put it in the video description so I can have people call in like like yourself. Uh, I wanted to do more of a call-in show where people just talk to me and, um, and all that shit. But anyway, man, Adam, I'm tired. Uh, I will, I gotta admit, I'm burnt out. I've been doing other things. I clearly I got sunburned today, so I've been out in the sun for a little bit. And, oh, I'm turning into a tomato, my friend. I'm turning into a tomato. But anyway, thank you, bud, and the uh, rest of the audience who watched tonight. Thank you, guys. Bon voyage. I'm trying to be French. Anyway, peace out. Oh, dude, I mean, yeah, if you want to follow me on YouTube, go for it, man. You don't have to subscribe. Uh, this may not even be your kind of show. I understand if this is like a one-time show for you. Just wanted to see what it's all about. My style of communication is a little odd, I know. So I'm not going to force you to subscribe. I never do that to my people. I always like to just see everybody. I don't know. I just like the interaction. I like interacting with people. Anyway, I'm talking too much. Love you guys. Later.